<laughs> oh, I love it. It's actually super cool. I actually know several. So no, you don't. If don't if you, I swear to goodness if you say you know Japanese I'm gonna I do I'm gonna reach across this table and punch you I in the do face. know Japanese you don't, you don't know even Japanese know. I do you don't know Japanese better than you well yeah maybe but that doesn't mean you know Japanese hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Kenny Rogers' yeah. favorite football podcast. We were talking yeah, about Kenny we were Rogers. talking about Kenny Rogers, the gambler. AKA the gambler. The gambler, Joe. I'm obviously I'm joined once again by my illustrious um, producer. Of all things, my he's my producer, Joe Teason. How's it going, Joe? <laughs> it's going well. What if I'm not here one day? What if you <laughs> What will you what, say? Where are you going? Don't worry about it. What? But anyways, are you leaving? Yeah, I I literally cannot do this show without you. No, you've just been saying obviously I'm joined. Obviously by... you're joined. Yeah. Well, I am every every week, and in the second I'm not, the show is gone. <laughs> you guys don't think, oh, Joey just sits there and says something funny once in a while. He doesn't actually know football. He doesn't do anything. No. Oh. I'm nothing without him. Okay. Yeah, exactly right. But Kenny Rogers, why did you bring up Kenny, uh, Kenny Rogers? I couldn't think of anybody else to say. <laughs> we were talking about Kenny Rogers before the show. Uh, but rest in peace, Kenny Rogers. He died not that long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Like how short, like how recently? Uh, I want to say just a few months ago. Wow. Less than a year ago. I'm pretty sure. That's kind of crazy. You hey, know, Siri, when did Kenny Rogers die? Kenny Rogers died March 21st. Wow. When was it? March 21st. This year? Of this year. 2020. Yeah, because I think I remember I was, people were like, oh, did he die of COVID? But he didn't. I don't think he died of COVID. Mm. Uh, COVID was hardly a thing at March 21st. Yeah, that was it barely even started. Mm-hmm. Um, March 21st is when they thought that in by the end of april it would be okay <laughs> that was when remember that that was remember when, when i almost remember wow sorry i just clipped a lot remember when i uh when i almost had a full wedding <laughs> yeah your wedding was almost a real one yeah <laughs> that was crazy and then donald trump was saying oh by by easter everything will be fine yeah which easter was which he talking one? about <laughs> This you, can you clarify please because yeah. i don't know which one you're oh, talking man. about what a time it's crazy uh that there's a point where it was like when this first started and i'm sure you could go back and listen to the podcasts mm-hmm. um and you you would hear stuff like us talking about how it's like oh man yeah hopefully this is done in like two weeks or whatever and like that's how it started it's like oh man hopefully by yeah next month things will be done and yeah. now it's like we're at the point where it's like uh somebody somebody's like i don't know a year from now you know, when this is all over and everybody's like, yeah, I doubt it. I yeah. doubt it. Honestly, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> it's like, like I had my honeymoon booked and I, and we were, I was, when we got married, I was like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we'll do a first anniversary thing. That's in May. And I don't know if we're going to. No, I probably not. Like I would love to. Yeah. That would be great if that was a possibility, but. On it, I think that we're just telling ourselves now that it's never going to end. So that mm. when. So you know, that when it does. It does. It's like. If it does. Yeah. Then we won't be so disappointed. Because yeah, so. we've been heartbroken so many times. Yeah, we've been lied to. <laughs> we, straight up, we've been lied to. Uh, but and that don't feel good. No, it does not feel good. Uh, for those of you that are listening for the very first time, this is the Average Joe Football Show. Uh, I'm your host, Joe. This is my producer, like I was talking about, Joe as well. Uh, this is a show where we talk football, uh, among other things. We like to you know, start things off with a little banter. Uh, you know, talk about whatever is going on in the world. And for the last, it's what, how long it's been? Nine <laughs> Ever years, since we started ever the podcast. Since we, literally ever since we started the podcast. Pretty much. I remember at a certain point, we weren't sure if there was going to be an NFL season. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? We just started this yeah. podcast about football. Yeah. What a horrible. And now. <laughs> the best time to start a sports podcast is when sports almost end. <laughs> yeah. That's the best time. Hilarious. I mean, it was kind of crazy because there were shows where it was like, you know, we were down in the dumps. It really seemed like we would not ever get to this point. Mm-hmm. And now we're heading into the final week of the NFL yeah. season. And we're making a lot of money. A lot. Hand over fist. Yeah. So Honestly, it's crazy it's how things can, you know, happen like that. It's, it's great. It's like we were just a couple broke boys talking about there not being an NFL season and now it's paying for our 
our tuition our, our tuition yeah so we're also going to school now <laughs> what a year it's been uh but for those of you that have listened for the past few months what's it what's it episode 38 38 38 every single episode i don't know which number it is but 38 uh that's one every single week mm-hmm. we haven't missed a week have we no wow almost we've almost missed a week yeah we've had a couple scares as far as uploading a couple days late and you know stuff like that but literally 38 straight weeks how many months is that wow that is um just over three months or no sorry wow just over three months even i could tell that was wrong (laughs) hold on i forgot how many (laughs) where am i oh no i i made myself you're a fool. I has a big brain fart. Okay. How many months in in thirty eight weeks? In thirty eight weeks. weeks. Oh, eight. Really? No, uh, nine. No, nine and a half. Yeah, nine and a half months. Yeah. So we could have delivered a baby in this time. And yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, we might have. We are. We are gonna. Yeah. <laughs> and by we, I mean me and that, my wife. That's not what me I meant. And my Joe. Uh, another big thing that happened to me. Okay, what? It's the Christmas holidays. It just ended. Okay, yeah. The Christmas holidays just ended, Joe. I forgot to... I was going to ask you, how was your Christmas holidays? It was good. Yeah? It was really good. That's good. I'm glad to hear. Oh, we were going to talk about our gifts uh, exchange. Uh, mm. um, well, did you get anything cool? So you what's any- your favorite gift that you got this year? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> this conversation is honestly my uh, favorite gift. I'm kidding. Um, uh, sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just, just wondering how your Christmas was. It was good. It was actually good. Yeah? Yeah, it was fine. It's just, you know, not long. I feel like, you know, we're back at work now. And me and my wife were talking about this. The mood at work seems to be pretty low. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think it's all around. It's an all around thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like the Great Depression. Literally. It's like we're all returning from what was this awesome haul. And it was awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, despite uh, COVID protocols and all this stuff, I had a tremendous time because it was so laid back, so relaxed. Everything was great. A lot of chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're back at it again and and you know you have thoughts about like oh wow we're back at work and i just get to do this forever now mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, but you know but yeah. you did get to find out though uh that you uh your soon to be baby yes. it's your now baby my, will yeah. uh carry your name yeah my i am my wife and i uh having a baby i, mm-hmm. I we we've said it on the podcast a couple times already um for those of you that don't know my wife and i are, are having a baby uh and during the holiday season we found out that it is indeed going to be uh a boy wow yeah it'll boy. carry your name forever it's gonna carry my name i got that out of the way uh now i can have nothing but females after after that <laughs> as, long as, you have <laughs> as long as my name man. will carry on the fair name will be loud and will be proud very good um and yeah so we're gonna have a little contest here on the show uh a naming my baby contest wow uh, yeah if you guys <laughs> if you guys uh give us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts and put down the name of the baby uh that you want or the name of my baby um we're gonna name we're gonna name my baby that literally wow. all That's- of the names all the names i'm serious i thought you're gonna say like make it a make it a giveaway like you're not giving away your baby but I mean, yeah. like uh, giving away the, the naming rights, the right, the right to name it. Yeah, the naming child. rights of my baby. Hilarious! Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, Once we get to a thousand followers, I will mm-hmm. name my baby whatever you choose. Exactly right. You'll have to make a poll. <laughs> an Instagram <laughs> poll. One of those like sliders, like on your story, like you know, like the emoji sliders. You turn it up to like fire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, I'll name my son Fire Emoji. Fire Emoji, very followers. good. Uh, That's great. Here we are, you know. Uh, I was watching Monday Night Football yesterday, and they're doing a lot of reflecting on the NFL season mm-hmm. because it was the last Monday Night Football of the season. Mm-hmm. All the games being played in Week 17, the final week of the season, are being played on Sunday. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, crazy to think back. Uh, and the season is is coming to a close. Obviously, the playoffs are happening, and that's... When things really get real. And that's what I'm excited mm. for. Make sure you guys, by the way, next episode is going to be a playoff extravaganza. Wow. I'm serious. What, is that, what does that mean? It even? just means we're having Joel back on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very good. Uh, Joel, for those of you guys that enjoyed having him on the podcast, he's back, baby. And he's back next week bigger than ever. Uh, we're going to talk playoffs. All things playoffs. The playoffs are happening 
a lot of things still need to be sorted out. It was a crazy, crazy week 16 as far as the NFL goes. A uh, bunch of teams falling in and out of playoff contention, teams being eliminated from playoff contention. But by next week, that will all be sorted out. And Joel will be here to walk us through it. We're going to walk through the playoffs together. Uh, and so make sure you guys stay tuned for that on next week's episode. Anyways, Joe, unless you got something else to say, maybe we will just jump straight into all the games. There's a lot of games that, uh, going into this week, it seems like the last couple of weeks has been like a ton of games where it's like, oh, this is not going to mean anything. This is like probably going to be a wash. Uh, not very many good uh, games this week. And every single week, the NFL does crazy things, and we got to talk about the games. But we'll try to make it through the games a little quicker. I'm going to talk about every single game from week 16 of the NFL season. And then we're going to talk some playoff scenarios. We're going to talk who's in, who's out, uh, and all that good stuff before the playoffs start and before we kick off week 17. Uh, but without further ado, uh, hit the music, Joe. Start things off. Actually, before we start things off, uh, I just want everybody to know that uh, in my all-important fantasy league, Joel and I, Joel, who's going to be on next week's episode, like we talked about, uh, are in the are in the championship round, uh, the Super Bowl, if you wow. please. Yeah, right now. So uh, will we know by next episode? We who will one. No, by next episode, who won? Uh, unless it's already over. I don't. I don't know fantasy all that well, but I think we play another week. Okay, so yeah, we play one more week. I have a 72% chance of winning, it says the app. And that's because I'm up by 60 points right now. <laughs> yeah, what a week it was for me. We're going to talk about some of the games where I got all these points from. Shout out to Alvin Kamara. But I just want everybody to know that I'm going to bring it home for us. For the Average Joe Football Show for Joes Everywhere. Uh, we're going to show that uh, Joes are once and for all uh, superior to Joels. Mm. Joels. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, very good. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> oh, man. sorry, I, I should have given you a little more enthusiastic no. response well, there. I mean, uh, yeah, how much how enthusiastic can you really be when somebody's talking about their fantasy? Yeah. Team? Oh gosh, I feel like kind of a dingus for even talking about it, but I just no, want everybody good. to know that things are going well for me uh, on that front. But we're gonna run through a couple of the games that uh, you know. There's not much to talk about. There were some games that didn't have a whole lot of meaning this week. Not gonna lie. First up, we had the Bengals and the Texans. Uh, and this was actually an upset. Well, I guess kind of an upset. Both teams are bad, but I think everybody kind of assumed that the Bengals were a lot worse than the Houston Texans. Uh, that was not the case. They went 37-31. to 31. Brandon Allen balled out against this atrocious Houston Texans defense. He finished with 371 yards and two touchdowns. Samaj P. Ryan, who uh, is, is not... <laughs> who? Joe? What did you say? Excuse me. It's his name. You have to be respectful. What is Samaje it? Pirine. Pirine. <laughs> yes. So like, is it like is like P his middle name like no. short for Simon or what? <laughs> what? Si no, Samaje is his first name, and Pirine is his last name. Our next game we have <laughs> okay. the Lions at the Bears. No, we're not done talking about okay. this game yet. Uh, actually, we're pretty much done. I don't know. Houston's a mess. Uh, the only thing to really take away from this game uh, is J.J. Watt. He went on a rant after this game saying how his, some of his teammates aren't working hard enough and how uh, you know people pay to watch games and people pay and people really, really care about these games. And you have players that just don't uh, you know carry their weight, players that don't put in the effort. And it was actually a really cool uh, thing. So if you want to see J.J. Uh, Watt, be super angry at some of his teammates. Make sure you look that up. That was a cool uh, thing that he did. Uh, but yeah, Bengals knock off the Texans. And the Texans' first-round pick continues to fall lower and lower. It's at number three right now. But guess what? They don't have that pick because my Miami Dolphins have it. Uh, you feel me? Uh, and then we move on. Sure. Uh, today I suck. I suck today. No, <laughs> you're good. It's bad. It's really bad. Um <laughs> Speaking of really bad, the Broncos and Chargers also squared off two teams that have already been eliminated from the playoffs, and the Chargers walk away with a 19-16 victory. Justin Herbert finishes 253 yards, a touchdown. He also broke the rookie quarterback uh, passing touchdown record with 28 and passed 4,000 yards. So what an incredible season for Justin Herbert. Uh, I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, he has surprised everybody. Uh, what, a, what a phenomenal season for Justin Herbert. 
And the opposite, I think, can be said for uh, his counterpart in this game, and that was Drew Locke. Uh, he just hasn't looked that good in recent weeks. He hasn't been able to uh, really create a rapport between him and, and, and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy was targeted uh, a lot of times in this game, and he dropped five passes, including what could have been a game winner there at the end. In a game uh, with two teams that were already dead and out of playoff contention, uh, somebody had to win. And this week, uh, it was the Chargers uh, defeating the Broncos. And then, speaking of somebody has to win, why don't we go take a quick trip through the NFC East. That's right, the division that everybody's loved to talk talk about this year. It's because we have to talk about it, because it's literally the worst division in the history of football. Um, we It's already been locked up a couple of weeks ago that the NFC East winner would not be a, a team with a winning record. Uh, and this week, it was uh, there were some more things happening in the NFC East. We start, start things off with the Giants. Uh, at the Ravens, and the Ravens pretty well dominated this game. 27-13 to 13 was the final score, but I think uh, it was more dominating than that looked. Uh, Lamar Jackson and, and, and the Baltimore uh, team as a, as a, as a whole just, just played their game. They played uh, how they want to play uh, in, in games uh, like this, or in any game, really. They had nearly 250 yards uh, as, a, as a team rushing, and, that, and that's the recipe for success for Baltimore. I think that's what makes them so scary heading into the playoffs uh, and why a lot of teams uh, probably don't want to see the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs because uh, if they get their run game going like that, they're very, very hard to beat. Uh, and the Giants, they fall to 5-10 and 10 and still very much alive uh, for that last playoff spot. In the final week of the season, a 5-10 and 10 team is still very much alive uh, to win the division. It's... It, Incredible. What, a, what, an, what an incredible mess of a division. And speaking of incredible messes, we move on to the Panthers at the Washington football team and the Panthers in Ron Rivera's revenge game against his former team, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he does not get revenge because the Panthers walk away with a 20-13 to victory. Teddy Bridgewater finishes with nearly 200 yards, a touchdown and an interception. But the biggest story coming out of this game was not the Carolina Panthers, another team that has already been eliminated, but a team that's very much alive and had a chance to clinch the division this week. Uh, and, and what a better way to describe uh, the Washington football team than their starting quarterback this week, or he was their starting quarterback at one point, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the beginning of this week started with Dwayne Haskins. There's there's pictures leaking that he's at a uh, <clears throat> a club. I'm I'm gonna say a, it's a club where uh, women da uh, dance. Okay. You know they yeah. they, they do the, the dancing, um, and <laughs> you know they entertain their entertainers. And he was at one of these places. Uh, he wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, people were not happy about that, which is fair. It's like, you know, I'm not allowed to have any fun or go out and do anything, but just because this guy's a rich football player, he gets to go and be at this club. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's just, you know. And then Dwayne Haskins, the, the pictures get leaked. Um, not that going to that club would be fun, Joe. Okay? I know. Okay, then don't say it. I didn't say a thing. Okay, all right. Basically, he was at this 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 special club. Um, and it was and, a strip club. Okay, yes. Excuse me. This is the family show. Uh, he was at this, this at, at this place. Um, the the photos leak. Uh, he apologizes, obviously. And first of all, that's the first thing. You think that he's actually sorry? Absolutely not. And that's the thing we live in a, in a we live in a society. Honestly, we live in a society. Honestly, we live in such a society. Uh, You're no, right. But we live in a time where uh, apology culture or whatever is is very much a thing where it's just like you, if you do something wrong or everybody thinks you did something wrong, mm -hmm. uh, just apologize. Apologize yeah. immediately. And yep. You don't have to mean it. Just apologize. And you think that Dwayne Haskins really actually feels bad about going to this this place. No, he doesn't. No. He's just sorry that he got caught. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he's just sorry he got caught. And he was a team captain and that he was actually stripped of his cap captain captaincy? 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 Cap captainship? 
captainship captaincy i don't know how you would say that but of his leadership role. he was yeah he so you wear the c on your chest he got yeah. that taken off he's was oh stripped of it uh, you could say stripped. yeah you right? could say that stripped what does um, that mean if you're a captain that you just have like a leadership yeah you're, you're like, like a, a leadership uh person you, you go and shake hands with the other team at the beginning of games oh uh, you're kind of there for the coin toss and you yeah you're like a leader on the team i was that in um in eighth grade soccer no in way my school that's so cool yeah, that's really cool of you, actually. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, on to the next game. No, we we're have... not done yet. Okay. You have to Whoops. stop doing that. <laughs> I'm going to turn your mic off. You uh, can't. I don't know how. <laughs> we already went over this at the beginning of the show. I need you. Uh, but basically, he's stripped of his captaincy. Captaincy. Captainship. Is that the real word? I, ca- I keep, every time I say it, I say captaincy. Captaincy. <laughs> captaincy. But he's, he's no longer a captain. But he's still starting this week because Alex Smith is injured. So he's a starting quarterback. He uh, he was seen without a mask on at, at, at a club. Um, and But now he's starting because they have no other option. So he starts this game. Uh, he plays awful. Obviously, he plays awful. Uh, he gets benched. So he finished 14 for 28, 154 yards, no touchdowns, three turnovers, two picks and a fumble. Uh, so he gets benched. Taylor Heineke comes in and plays actually fairly well. Uh, he's probably going to be the starter next week unless Alex Smith can go in a division-deciding game next week on Sunday Night Football. Um, but basically, Dwayne Haskins is benched, and the very next day, he's cut from the team. Yeah, He's no longer a member of the Washington football team, the team that he grew up rooting for. Um, he was drafted just two years, not even a full two years ago. He was drafted in 2019, the 15th pick in the draft. That's not nothing. 15 pick in the draft. That's a high pick. And to be out of the league in just 13 starts. Uh, he went 3-10 and 10 in those 13 starts. Uh, he had 200 or 2,800 yards, 12 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. And, you know, you hope he can revive his career. But uh, it's not looking good for old Dwayne Haskins. Uh, but the, the Washington football team somehow, mercifully, still alive uh, in the NFC East. And then on to the final two teams in the NFC East, and it's the Eagles and the Cowboys. They played a game this week in Dallas, and the Cowboys really put it to the Philadelphia Eagles, 37-217. Andy Dalton was throwing dimes in Arlington, Texas this week. Uh, He went 22 for 30, 377 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott came to play. Amari Cooper played well. Michael Gallup played well. Uh, Jalen Hurts... Played well at times. They got off to a hot start, but they just they could not keep up with Andy Dalton, believe it or not. Uh, but uh, Jalen Hurts had opportunities near the end of the game to 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 uh, create a comeback and just couldn't do it. He threw some bad interceptions. He had some fumbles, uh, and it was it was a tough loss for the Eagles as they are officially eliminated from playoff contention. And now the Dallas Cowboys have an opportunity still to win the division. Uh, the NFC East playoff scenarios going into week 17 right now. So we have Dallas at the Giants next week. Uh, and the winner of that game can clinch a playoff spot. Joe, make sure you you, you, you remember the word clinch because we're going to say it a lot during today's episode. Clinch? Clinch, you know, does that mean you can get one? You can get one. <laughs> you can like get a playoff spot? Yeah, you can so basically like secure it or lock it up. Okay. Clinch. Uh, it's 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 a word that I don't That's think I would ever know if I wasn't a football fan. Word of the day, clinch. That's your word of the day. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Word of the day. New right. segment. Starting <laughs> things off with clinch. Uh, and Dallas, like we so Dallas and New York playing this week. The winner of that game can clinch a playoff spot with a win, plus a Washington loss. So Washington, all they have to do this week to win that division and be a playoff team. Uh, is is beat the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that was uh, thoroughly destroyed by the Dallas Cowboys. And that game is on Sunday Night Football uh, this upcoming week. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a a a fight to the finish, a photo finish here uh, in the NFC East for that final uh, division slot there, uh, and and for the worst team potentially to ever make the playoffs. Uh, like we talked about, Washington is hoping Alex Smith can play this week in that huge pivotal matchup. Uh, but Taylor Heineke would start again if he's not able to go. Uh, but 
why don't we move on? We talked about the Christmas break. So why don't we move on to the Christmas games and we start things off with the Christmas Day game, the only day uh, or the only game played on Christmas Day. And it was the Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints walk away with a 52 to 33 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Drew Brees played all right. He had 311 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, sorry, no touchdowns, two interceptions for Drew Brees this, this week. Alvin Kamara, though, was the biggest story of Christmas Day in the NFL. In, in the NFL. There was a bigger story on Christmas Day. Uh, but in the NFL universe, uh, Alvin Kamara was the biggest story because he scored six rushing touchdowns and put up hella points for fantasy football. Over 50 points, I think 56 points uh, for me in the championship uh, for fantasy football. So if you had him on your team, you basically guaranteed a win this week. And what a game. 22 carries, 155 yards, six rushing touchdowns. He ties the record held by Ernie Nevers. Ernie Nevers. And this record has has been alone uh, since 1929. 1929 is the last time somebody ran for six touchdowns uh, in an NFL game. But Alvin Kamara has shown how important he is to this New Orleans Saints team. Uh, and despite Justin Jefferson having a big game, Adam Thielen having a good game, Kirk Cousins not playing all that bad, the Saints had 538 total yards in this game. In uh, what could be, who knows, Kirk Cousins, maybe his last uh, two games here in a Minnesota Vikings uniform. I don't know if they can move on for him, but I'm sure they, if they wanted to, they could find a way. Uh, but New Orleans can now clinch. They can still clinch home field advantage. They need a win plus a Green Bay loss uh, to Chicago and, the, and a Seattle win versus San Francisco. Uh, but a big win for New Orleans, a team that at times has looked dead in the water. But if they're playing like this, clicking on all cylinders, they're one of the scarier teams uh, in the NFL. And then on to the next sort of Christmas Day game. We're going to move on to the Saturday, Saturday games. And the first Saturday game was an absolute, Joe, say it with me, shellacking. shellacking. You better believe it. I don't like that we did that together. That <laughs> was very intimate. Okay. It was a 47-7 victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady only played one half because he dominated the Lions so, so thoroughly. Uh, he finished 22 for 27, 348 yards, four touchdowns, uh, and that's only in one half, people. He was he was on the bench for the rest of the game. Mike Evans had a huge game. He had 181 yards receiving on two touchdowns, and then you had Chris Godwin with 84 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Brown had a touchdown. Gronk had two touchdowns, and when all those guys are clicking on all, all cylinders like we talked about with the Saints, it's the same thing uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they're, they're inconsistent at times, uh, almost all the time they're inconsistent. They have halves where they just fall asleep, but when they get everybody involved and when everybody is, is, is rolling like this and they have all those weapons playing this well, they are, well, they're, they're probably the most talented team in football, uh, other than maybe the chiefs. And they're going to be very hard to compete with if they play games like this. Now, that being said, this is the lions and Matthew Stafford was hurt on the first drive of the game. Uh, so, you know, you're, they're obviously going to face stiffer competition uh, in the playoffs than the D Detroit Lions, but a good, solid shellacking of a win uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then the final two games, uh, Christmas in quotations games, these ones were played on Saturday as well. Of course, we have the 49ers at the Cardinals and the Cardinals fall to the 49ers. Uh, a big time win for Robert Sala's defense as they held Kyler Murray in check. Uh, Jeff Wilson of the 49ers, who is a guy that probably a lot of people could not name before this season. He had himself a big game, 183 yards on the ground um, and a receiving touchdown. George Kittle came back. He had 92 yards, so he's immediately extremely effective right away when he comes back. In this game, as of right now, knocks the Arizona Cardinals out of playoff contention. Uh, so they have to fight their way back into playoff contention here in the final week of the NFL season. As they fall to 8-7, 49ers obviously already eliminated, but a good win for Robert Sala, who could very well be a head coach somewhere else next season. And then on to 
what was probably the craziest game. Well, there was a lot of crazy games, but this game was pretty crazy. Uh, and there was the Dolphins going into Las Vegas, playing the Raiders. Both of these teams fighting for their playoff lives. The Raiders had very slim chances going into this game of making the playoffs. Uh, the Dolphins still have a pretty good chance. And with this victory over the Raiders, 26-25. to 25, Fun fact, this is the only game in NFL history that finished 26-25. to 25. There's never been another game uh, in history that has ended with that score. Uh, but the Dolphins walk away with a big victory to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, Tua was benched again in this game. Uh, he was ineffective in the, in the first half and into the second half. He finished 17 for 22, 94 yards and a touchdown. To put that in perspective, Ryan Fitzpatrick came into the game uh, through 13 passes, completed nine had for 182 yards uh, and a touchdown. So again, Tua was an ineffective. And you can blame this on a ton of things. Uh, and I was, as a Dolphins fan watching this game, uh, I was not happy, and my wife can attest to this. Uh, I was I was throwing a fit. Honestly, I was not in a good mood. I was a sad man wearing a Tua Tagovailoa jersey, uh, watching this game and seeing Tua uh, being ineffective and not playing well. Uh, whether it be the scheme uh, and Chan Gailey, I've got a lot of things to say about him and what he does there as the offensive coordinator of the Dolphins. Um, don't totally agree with everything going on there, or whether it's Tua who's just not taking shots down the field, uh, holding the ball too long, uh, waiting for guys to be wide open. It's, it just doesn't work. Uh, it, it, I've made excuses, and all Dolphins fans have made excuses for Tua, uh, but eventually, uh, eventually you just have to say that he's struggling. He 100% is struggling, and you, you can't always make excuses. And, and, and obviously there are some excuses that are better, better than others, or some excuses are fair. Like this offense is not built for Tua, uh, and that is, that is true. Um, this offense was not built for Tua. Uh, they do not have the type of receivers that that complement Tua's game. They don't have guys who can get open quickly uh, like he had at Alabama. If you go to Alabama, when Tua was playing there, uh, he had quick twitch receivers, guys who can get open quick on quick slants uh, and, and get yards after catch. Dolphins don't have one of those guys. There's not a guy on their roster that's like that. Um, they have Devontae Parker, uh, Mike Kosicki at the tight end position. Those two guys are are guys who are going to go up uh, and and get the ball. Uh, they're guys who aren't going to be open, but you're going to throw them open. And that hasn't been something that Tua has been good at. And then you have guys, those guys, the two best targets on the team, uh, struggling with injuries all season. And you have guys like, he's thrown to guys like Jakeem Grant, Lynn Bowden, Malcolm Perry. These are guys that, that most NFL fans could not name. Uh, so, you know, he has, you know, you can, you can, you can make excuses for Tua and, and things have not been perfect. I'm not going to say he's been horrendous. I think uh, some of the things are overstated. Some people are calling him a bust already so early into his career. And I, I'm not ready to go there yet. Uh, absolutely not. I don't think that they should draft another quarterback, not even close. I think that they should use this offseason uh, to build around the quarterback. But the way we're talking, you'd think that the Dolphins season is over, but it's absolutely not. Uh, as they picked up this win. And it was a crazy, crazy win. Um, it was sort of a slow game at times, but a close game uh, nonetheless. Uh, the final minutes of this game were absolutely outrageous. Uh, you had Tua get benched. Uh, Dolphins just could not get anything going. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, immediately leads uh, a field goal drive. Uh, and then the, the Las Vegas Raiders... They go down the field uh, very quickly. 85-yard touchdown to Nelson Aguilar. And it looked like a push-off. Dolphins fans are going to say it was a push-off. Uh, who cares in the end because they won. Uh, so then directly after that, the Dolphins have a 59-yard touchdown score uh, to Miles Gaskin from Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then the, the Las Vegas Raiders get the ball back, run out as much clock as possible. There's 23 seconds left on the clock when they kick a field goal to go up by two points. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out on the field, has 23 seconds to do something special, uh, and he throws a pass while getting his head yanked off. If you have not yet seen this play, it is insane. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick come, comes in and does his thing. He, he does his magic, uh, his Fitz magic. He's getting his, his helmet completely yanked left. He throws up a prayer 
to a wide open Mac Hollins. And then you add on 15, that, so that was a huge play to about the 50 yard line. Then you add, tack on 15 yards uh, because of the face mask. Dolphins now in position to kick a game winning field goal. Uh, Jason Sanders, one of the best kickers in the league, nails it. Uh, and what a crazy fun game. Uh, despite all the Tua uh, drama and everything going on, the Dolphins are right now sitting at the five seed uh, and very much alive in the playoff race. Uh, what a crazy game. What a crazy time. So many emotions. Just uh, Dolphins fans, <laughs> it's it's a tough, weird time with, with the Tua thing. But you also have to realize this is a playoff team, a playoff caliber team in the second year of a complete rebuild. Uh, and that's special. What Brian Flores has done there in Miami uh, cannot be overstated. I think he's he's a shoe in for coach of the year if they make the playoffs. Uh, and, and what a crazy game. What a crazy week. And I'm looking forward to seeing if they can cap it off with the playoff berth. And then moving on to the next few games. And the Browns and the Jets played a game this week. And the Browns went into this game missing their top four receivers because of COVID protocols that Baker Mayfield did not have his top four targets. And the New York Jets, a team that started off 0-13, uh, made them pay for it because the Jets walk away with a 23-16 victory over the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Jets win their second in a row after losing 13 straight. Sam Darnold played fine. He played all right. Jamison Crowder was really the backbone of this Jets offense. He had a passing touchdown for 43 yards and 92 yards and a touchdown receiving. Uh, and yeah, this was a, a weird game, a disappointing game for the Cleveland Browns, especially if somehow they lose to Pittsburgh next week, who who is playing Mason Rudolph. They're not playing uh, ben Roethlisberger next week. If they find a way to lose to them and they miss the playoffs because of this loss to the Jets, that's going to be a whole new level of pain for Cleveland. But a big win for the Jets, uh, especially when you put into consideration that this win has officially knocked them out of contention for the number one pick. They are locked into the second pick in the draft. So no Trevor Lawrence for the New York Jets. And no sleep for Browns fans this week as this was a very disappointing loss. And then on to the team that locked up the number one pick this week. And it was the Bears and our boy, Mitch Biskey destroying, shellacking the Jacksonville Jaguars who are now locked into the number one pick, locked in on Trevor Lawrence. But our boy Biskey, and, and this is real. This is not, you know, satire or like, you know, kidding. Mitch Trubisky has completely changed the offense in Chicago. I mean, it's it's completely different since he's come in, and they've played bad teams. Don't get me wrong; they haven't you know played world beaters, uh, but he he was twenty four for thirty five, two hundred sixty five yards. He had two touchdowns. Did have an interception, but also had a rushing touchdown. And that interception was ugly. He threw that thing into like quadruple coverage. Not great. But he came away with a 41-17 victory. David Montgomery played well. Allen Robinson played well. And you can't help but feel like the Jaguars are trying to lose. Tried to lose this game. Because they started Mike Glennon. Uh, who threw two touchdowns along with two interceptions. James Robinson didn't play. And that's not a recipe for success for a very bad Jacksonville Jaguars team. Uh, but... Things brighter days are ahead for the Jaguars as the golden boy Trevor Lawrence looks to be headed to Jacksonville. And for Chicago, they're right now sitting at the seventh seed and a very, very real possibility that they will be in the playoffs despite all the, the very, very low moments for them this season. Uh, and then on to the next game, and it's the Rams at the Seahawks in the Seahawks lockup the NFC West with this victory. Russell Wilson finishes 225 yards, uh, 20, 20 for 32 passing, uh, one touchdown and one rushing touchdown. And Jared Goff, he dislocates his thumb in this game, uh, which hurts. Uh, he's actually having surgery on his thumb, so he will not start next week in what is a must-win for the Los Angeles Rams against the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to see John Wolford a guy who's never thrown a pass in an NFL game before. He's going to be playing for the Los Angeles Rams in a must-win game. And it's a must-win game because of this game. Seattle locked up the NFC West. Uh, and Jared Goff, despite his injury, you know, maybe, who knows, John Wolford comes comes in and plays better uh, than Jared Goff. Because Jared Goff, he hasn't been good this season. He 
he has some times where he just does things that make you scratch your head. He had an interception in this game that I could I cannot tell where he was throwing, and it was in the red zone. Horrible throw, put them in a bad position, and helped the Seahawks win 20 to nine. So the Seahawks lock up a playoff spot, and the Rams will have to fight and scrap and claw for a playoff spot if they want one next week. And then on to a another wild game in the NFL this week, and it was the Colts at the Steelers. And this never has a narrative change in a game so severely than it did in this game because this game started off 24-7 to lead at the half for the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts were dominating this game, and it looked like the narrative going out of this game was going to be the Colts are a force to be reckoned with. The Colts are going to make teams pay in the playoffs. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers are falling apart. They're a disaster. But then in the second half, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense really, really picks things up. And Indianapolis' final seven drives in this game were punt, field goal, punt, 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 interception, and turnover on downs after a 24-7 start uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Big Ben finishes despite a struggle in the first half. 34 for 49, 342 yards, three touchdowns, uh, no picks. Juju Smith-Schuster has 96 yards and a touchdown. Deontay Johnson had a huge touchdown that really turned this game around. Phillip Rivers, he played well in the first half, like most of the Colts did. Uh, in the second half, when they were trying to make this comeback, when they were no longer leading and, they, and it looked like he was going to have to lead them down the field, and really win this game for them, he was throwing up prayers. And I mean, I was watching this game, and it just looked like Philip Rivers was just throwing up balls, hoping something would be completed. Uh, and he threw a key interception with about six minutes left in this game. Uh, and, and now the Colts currently, despite in the first half of this game, looking like they could be legitimate Super Bowl contenders, they currently sit one spot out of the playoff spot right now. They are... The eighth seed, which will not make the playoffs if they sit there. They still have an opportunity to make the playoffs going into this next week. But what a turnaround in this game. Pittsburgh announces that Big Ben will not play next week. And they'll probably rest most of their starters against Cleveland. Uh, as they are now locked into either the two or the three seed, they lock up the NFC North uh, with this win. And then on to the defending Super Bowl champs playing in a struggle versus the Atlanta Falcons, a 17-14 victory. Patrick Mahomes finishes 24 for 44, 278 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Travis Kelsey uh, sets a new NFL record for receiving yards by a tight end. Congratulations uh, to Travis Kelsey. That record was previously held by George Kittle. Uh, he finishes 98 yards and a touchdown. Matt Ryan played well in this game. Calvin Ridley played really well. Uh, and it was, like I said, slow start for Kansas City, and it seems like they've had a lot of this the last few weeks. Uh, they're not playing their best football, but they're still 14-1 and when it comes down to it. Uh, they lock up the number one seed, so I'm, I'm guessing they'll be resting most of their starters next week. Uh, and Youngway Koo, who's been one of the best kickers, if not the best kicker in football this year, missed an opportunity to win this game, or to tie it up, rather, and send it to overtime. Uh, just could not do it. Only a second miss this season. Uh, tough break for Youngway Koo. And a tough break for what's been a tough season for the Atlanta Falcons. On to the final two games. And we move on to Sunday night football. And this was a beautiful game. Uh, the first legitimate snow game we had this year. And man, was that it's, it's so nice. Honestly, I don't like cold weather that much. I'm not going to lie. I don't like being cold. I do like snow, though. Snow is beautiful. And snow and football are just a beautiful combination. Uh, and the Tennessee Titans might disagree as they lose 40-14 to in this snow to the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, I think, all but locked up the MVP with this performance in the snow. Four touchdowns on 231 yards passing. A.J. Dillon, the rookie who everybody was saying was a terrible first-round pick, he had himself... 21 carries, 124 yards, two touchdowns. And then Aaron Jones on 10 carries had 94 yards. And then Devontae Adams had 11 receptions for 142 yards and three touchdowns. And 
the Green Bay Packers, they're right now sitting atop the NFC with a number one seed. And honestly, I can't think of a team right now that's going to go into Green Bay when Green Bay is playing this well and knock them off in their home stadium. I I mean, when you have A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, all those guys playing this well, how, how can you beat this team, uh, especially in Green Bay uh, at Lambeau Field? Uh, a big-time win for Aaron Rodgers and for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and for Tennessee, uh, they're currently sitting at the fourth seed now in the AFC. They still have not locked up the AFC South. That division is still not locked up. Uh, but a big-time win for the Green Bay Packers. And speaking of big-time wins, it's the final game from Week 16. And it's the Buffalo Bills destroying and putting the New England Patriots on blast. This was a 38-9 shellacking by the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen continues to just dominate. Him and Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs had nine receptions, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. Completely outrageous. Outrageous. Uh, I, have, I cannot remember a, a trade working out this well for a team. I, I, I cannot remember a player being traded and making this big of an impact this early on a team. Uh, and Josh Allen, he he's the guy obviously throwing Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, he's a legitimate MVP candidate. Uh, he finished with 320 yards, four touchdowns, and 35 rushing yards. Uh, Cam Newton was benched in this game after having only 34 yards passing uh, through almost three quarters. Jared Stidham came in and played even worse, surprisingly. Uh, but... Stephon Diggs continues to be dominant every single week. Uh, Josh Allen, the same. And this just seemed like for the Bills, going into Foxborough, it seemed like 20 years of frustration taken out on this one team. Uh, no team in a 20-year stretch has dominated another team as bad as the Patriots did to the Bills. And the Bills made them pay for it this week as they showed no mercy. The starters probably even stayed in there too long. Because I think that this was uh, this was a ton of emotion coming out uh, for the Buffalo Bills to just put this beating on the dead empire of the New England Patriots. And now, before we get into our Week 17 picks, and these are probably going to be the toughest picks we make uh, going, and by we I mean only me, I don't know why I say we, uh, but these are the toughest picks to make, honestly, because of all the re potential resting starters uh, teams are not going to be playing all their guys because of clinching playoff bursts and such. But before we get into the picks, why don't we take a quick look at what the at the AFC and NFC playoff picture is looking like and what teams have to do to uh, clinch playoff spots, to stay in playoff spots. Currently, the AFC playoff picture looks like this. The Kansas City Chiefs have locked up the number one seed. They've locked up home field advantage Uh Obviously, this year is the year that only the number one seed gets home field advantage, and Kansas City takes care of that. They will be playing at home uh, for as long as they're in the playoffs. And then at number two, uh, we have the Buffalo Bills. Right now, the way it sits, they would be playing the number seven seed, who is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and then the we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the number three seed. They would be playing right now the number six seed, Baltimore Ravens. And then the Tennessee Titans are sitting at number four. They would be currently playing the Miami Dolphins, who are the fifth seed. And then just outside, the last team alive, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who obviously fell to Pittsburgh uh, and fell hard all the way out of the playoffs. And they'll need, they'll need help this week. They not only need to win their game uh, this week against Jacksonville, but they also need either Baltimore, Miami, or Cleveland to lose their game in order for Indianapolis to bump back into the playoffs. And then you look at some of these other teams, the only uh, the only other two teams in the AFC, the AFC playoff race is crazy, and it's been crazy for weeks now. But the only other two teams that have clinched a playoff spot in the, in the uh, AFC is the Buffalo Bills. They've obviously locked up the AFC East a couple weeks ago, and then Pittsburgh locked up the NFC, or AFC North rather, this week. So those are your two and three seeds. They could change depending on wins this week, but those will be your two or three seeds. Uh, everybody else is up in the air. 
Cleveland, Baltimore, and Miami. It's a win and near in. If you win this week, Miami's playing Buffalo. Uh, who knows if they'll rest their starters or not. Baltimore is playing Cincinnati. That seems like an e- easy victory, but Cincinnati's been playing well lately. Uh, if you win, you're in. Cleveland is playing Pittsburgh, and we talked about Ben not playing this week again. Despite the tough loss in New York, uh, if Cleveland can win this week, they will lock up uh, that seventh seed. And um, that kind of that kind of wraps up the AFC uh Tennessee and Indianapolis that are still very much fighting for uh, the final division that has not been decided uh, in the AFC. Uh, basically, Tennessee can lock up this division with a win or an Indianapolis loss. So that, that Tennessee plays Houston this week. If they beat Houston, they'll lock up that division. They'll lock up a playoff spot. Um, and then we'll get into where I think the AFC is going to sit Uh after this week but before we do that let's get into the nfc in the nfc the way things sit right now green bay a number one seed they have not locked up the number one seed Uh, there are still new orleans and seattle can still get uh, the number one seed new orleans can get the number one seed with a win and a green bay loss to chicago and a seattle win to san francisco we talked about that earlier uh, but right now, the way it sits, Green Bay sitting at the number one seed. Uh, they can clinch home field with a win or a Seattle loss. New Orleans sitting at the number two seed. Uh, they would right now, the way it stands, be playing Chicago, uh, who is the number seven seed. Seattle, the number three seed, would currently be playing the Los Angeles Rams, who's the sixth seed. And then the the Washington football team currently sits at the number four seed. And they would be playing Tampa Bay, uh, who is... Uh, the fifth seed, and the and there's still three teams that could potentially jump in here. Arizona is the eighth seed right now. Uh, with a win, they can, uh, with a win versus the Los Angeles Rams, who is currently the sixth seed, the Arizona Cardinals can jump into playoffs, into the playoffs. Uh, and like we talked about with the NFC East, Dallas and, and the Giants still very much in it at this point. Uh, if Washington loses to Philadelphia this week, the winner of the Dallas-New York game will be the fourth seed and will host a playoff game, which is still just crazy. But why don't we jump into how I think things are going to look in the playoff picture after this week. Uh, And this will coincide sort of with my picks. Uh, The way I see it in the AFC, obviously Kansas City is going to be number one seed. They're locked in there. I think Buffalo is going to stick in to that number two seed because I think them and Pittsburgh both lose this week because I think they're both going to rest starters. Uh, Buffalo is not revealing that at this point, but I think they will. Uh, so Buffalo, I think, is going to be the number two seed, and they'll be playing Cleveland, who I think will beat Pittsburgh, uh, like we just talked about. So it would be Buffalo versus Pittsburgh, two and seven seeds, and then Pittsburgh is going to obviously be in there in that three seed. I think they'll be playing Baltimore, who I don't see losing to Cincinnati. I think Baltimore is a scary team right now. And then the final two spots... Uh, we're gonna have Tennessee. I think they're gonna they're gonna lock up uh, that AFC South this week with a win versus Houston, and then my Miami Dolphins. I'm projecting them to either win or you need Indianapolis, Baltimore, or Cleveland to lose. And I I like the Dolphins' chances, especially if Buffalo rests their starters. I'm gonna say Miami gets the fifth seed and plays Tennessee. A little Ryan Tannehill revenge game. And then moving on to the NFC, I'm going to say Green Bay beats Chicago uh, and stays in that number one seed. But Chicago, don't worry. I'm projecting uh, Bisky and the boys to still make a playoff berth and face the New Orleans Saints, the number two seed I'm projecting. So it'll be New Orleans versus Chicago and then Seattle versus Tampa Bay. Those are their three and sixth seed. Seattle will be the three seed, Tampa Bay the sixth seed, and then Dallas I'm projecting Dallas to get the NFC East. I think Philadelphia will beat Washington this week. I just have a feeling, although I say that every week about Philadelphia, I'm going to say Dallas wins the NFC East somehow, some way, and they play the Los Angeles Rams, who I think will beat the Arizona Cardinals this week, despite having their backup quarterback. I just don't believe in the Cardinals right now, uh, despite them being uh, one of my favorite teams uh, throughout my my fandom of the NFL, I've always liked the Arizona Cardinals, but 
I don't think they're quite ready to be a playoff team yet. And I don't quite trust them to go and win a big game like this against a very talented team. I kind of looked at it. Um, both teams could potentially be missing their starting quarterbacks. We didn't even talk about that. Kyler Murray was hurt uh, in this in the, this last week. So he might not even play this week. And if that's the case, if both teams are missing their starting quarterbacks, I just look at which team I think is more talented. And to me, it's very obvious the Rams are more talented. So I'm going to say the Rams uh, get that fifth seed. And then to wrap things up, let's go over our picks. And a lot of... I, I tried my darndest to coincide these picks with my playoff predictions. So hopefully I didn't make any mistakes. But we start things off with... By the way, every single game this week is on Sunday. No Thursday night game, no Monday night game, nothing. Every game's on Sunday, all 16 games. I'm going to say Miami at Buffalo. We're going to start there. And I already said I think Miami's going to win this game uh, because I think Buffalo is going to rest starters. I hope they do uh, because that'll make things a lot easier. A lot of people I see in the Miami Dolphins fandom are like, um, when, when a word comes out that, you know, some Dolphins fans might want Buffalo to rest their starters so it's an easier win. Uh, and then some Dolphins fans like to get up on their high horse and be like, come on, guys. Don't you want to beat them at their best? It's like, no. What? It's Okay, like, look at you. You're so... This is... If you're talking like week two of the NFL season, uh, sure. Like, I want to beat a team at their... Like, but this is this is the final week of the NFL season. A win gets you in the playoffs. Playoffs are not a thing that happens very often in Miami. So I'll take every advantage that I can get as a Dolphins fan. I'm hoping Buffalo rests their starters. I don't care uh, if that's what it takes for the Dolphins to get in the playoffs. I want them to rest their starters if it's going to help the Miami Dolphins make the playoffs. And I think that's what happens this week. Miami beats Buffalo. And then Baltimore at Cincinnati. I'm going to say Baltimore wins that game. They are on fire right now. And then Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Big Ben's not playing. I want to believe in Cleveland. And I'm going to pick Cleveland. Uh, and I hope I'm right. Because this would be a very sad, sad ending to the season if Cleveland misses the playoffs. Because it's one thing Cleveland... Uh, to miss the playoffs or to be disappointing when everybody expects you to be disappointing or when you've been disappointing the whole season long. But it's another thing to look like you've turned a corner, look like you're not that same team anymore, and then still fall flat on your face in the end. And I'm hoping that's not the case for the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say they beat uh, Pittsburgh's backups. Then Minnesota and Detroit. Yikes, that's a, that's a game that actually has to be played this week. I'm going to say Minnesota wins that game. And the Jets at the Patriots, yikes again. I'm going to say the Jets actually beat the Patriots. as The Patriots are just a mess. Cam Newton is a bad quarterback right now. And then Dallas at New York. I'm going to pick Dallas to beat the Giants. I like what Andy Dalton's got going there. And then Atlanta at Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is going to rest some starters. So I'm going to say Atlanta. I think they're the best of the bad teams. I think they're going to pick up a win here to end the Raheem Morris era. And then New Orleans at Carolina. I'm going to say New Orleans. I don't think they'll rest their starters. I'm going to say that they pick up a win against Carolina. And then Green Bay at Chicago. I think Green Bay wants to make sure that they get that number one seed. So I'm going to say they beat Chicago. Don't rest their starters. And then Jacksonville at Indianapolis. I'm going to say Indianapolis wins. But with my playoff predictions, it does not matter. They still will not play, make the playoffs. Sorry, Indianapolis. Uh... But Tennessee at Houston, I'm going to say Tennessee defeats Houston and locks up the AFC South. And then the, the Chargers at the Chiefs, I'm going to pick the Chargers just because I think the Chiefs will rest starters. And you would hope that the Chargers could beat the, the Chiefs backups, but you never really know with the Chargers. And then the Raiders at the Broncos, holy smokes, that's boring. I'm going to say the Raiders win that game. And then Arizona at the Los Angeles Rams, the winner of this game is going to the playoffs. I'm going to say the Rams win it. And then Seattle at San Francisco. I'm going to pick Seattle to win this game, but I could see San Francisco being frisky like they are every week. And then the final game, the Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to say Jalen Hurts and the Eagles win the final game of the regular season. But that's going to wrap things up. We are heading into the final week 
of the NFL season. I hope you guys enjoyed. There was a lot of going on in this episode. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you got something uh, from it. I was talking a lot of words a lot of the time. Joe, I don't know if you got anything out of that. Uh, yeah, I heard it. Anything? Uh, what were your thoughts on some of the seeding? Like mm, seed or seat? Seeding. Seed. Seeding? Yeah, seed. Seeding. Okay, I thought so. I wasn't <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I honestly wasn't sure about that. Okay. Um, like most of it i think was good but the, um there's some of it mm, oh, okay we'll see and that's fair okay but uh, make sure that you tune in next week we're going to talk the playoffs because everything will be locked up we're going to have playoff matchups to talk about excited about that joel's going to be joining us uh lord willing next week on the podcast excited for that make sure that you give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast site you watch if long, whatever podcast site you're listening to this on, uh, give us a good thing. Whether that be a like, five-star rating, a subscribe. Subscribing would be awesome. So you could da- get automatic downloads every time we upload a new podcast. And that's every week. Every week for 38 weeks. Uh-huh. We've been just bringing the content. And what a year it's been. Uh, this is going to be... This is our last This is our last episode this year when they hear this yes it will be new year's eve oh my Wait. goodness yeah new yeah. year's eve new year's eve or when it's being released shoot at least. happy new year people i'll see you next year oh i'll see you next year <laughs> <clears throat> anyways yeah it's gonna be a wild ride into playoffs joe i had a good time today i don't know about you mm-hmm. i did excited for next week excited for the playoffs uh but yeah that pretty much wraps it up i guess we'll see you guys next year um and we'll catch you guys on the next year